There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. This is Gary Temple-Bodley, and we're on the Law of Attraction Roundtable with my special guest today, Kimberly Lape. Kimberly, as you know, is a big friend of the Joshua community, and she's a fellow channel in Australia. And so welcome, Kimberly. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. Hi, everybody. And uh, thank you for having me on again. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to talk today about the COVID-19 and what Joshua's take on it and what the Beings of Light take on it. Joshua had done a special YouTube that's there if you want to look at YouTube in the Joshua Teachings YouTube channel talks all about this event and what it's for and what the purpose of it is. And you've done a couple as well. Yes. And so what they say, who, who, who did you channel and what was the gist of it? Okay. So basically in every channel that I do, they do touch on it, but I do have a couple that specifically talks about it in length. So the first one was the Palladian Collective and um, the second one was with Ascended Master Lakeshma, which I channel monthly. So basically, they both came forth with a similar message. Basically, what is occurring right now, it is what they call a purge. This is a purge of fear consciousness, duality consciousness. So belief systems based in fear, based in control. So this is a mass event and it's actually tied to our soul contracts and tied to the collective soul contracts, which means we as a whole actually chose to go through this because we are so highly advanced. So it's basically triggering us to bring all the fears and um, belief systems based on control to the surface. So um, Lakesh Mark explained it really wonderfully. She said, it's basically like the collective where you're walking through a massive, you know, magnetic force field. And it's like all our fears and belief systems on control and duality is being brought to the surface for us to address. And then um, with that, we're able to let it go. So what we see in society, even though some of us may not have fear in relation to this, but there is still a lot of fear in society. So this is a manifestation of the fear. It's a... Um, it's showing what we as a collective are actually going through. It's a purge. And this is our wanted action that we chose because it's preparing us. It's allowing us to answer a lot of questions about who we are, a lot of existential questions, to manage our fears and to address our sense of control because what's happening with a lot of people is not just fear about the the virus, but it's about our sense of control, being able to go outside or we don't have the right foods or people that have made goals and plans, their businesses, their, their life is 
for a lot of people, it's completely, you know, shut down. So they have to address a lot of belief systems about who they are. And um, by doing this, which I found very interesting, it's not just helping the collective move to oneness. I mean, we're already one, we're already enlightened, but this is allowing us in our conscious awareness to connect more to each other and to allow us to remember that we are one. And a very interesting note is that it's also preparing the collective for another stage of our soul contract expansion. So they actually explained that this was in stages. So um, they showed me and they explained it. So interestingly, um, Trump being elected was one stage because that instigated a lot of fear in a lot of people. And then it was, you know, the bushfires. And then, like, you know, I'm in Australia and I, you know, I mean, there was a lot of fear here about it, but I know worldwide there was a lot of fear around the bushfires. Also in America, there were a lot of bushfires. Sure. And now this sure. is the next stage. Anyway, so it's allowing us to manage our fears because when we are able to do this, come together, let go of our senses of control, guess what's going to happen? We are going to meet our galactic friends. So this is preparing us because basically what they say is that you imagine, you know, if people were to see like a spaceship in the sky, people would freak out. There's already hysteria now over toilet paper. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know in America, Gary, like people were, you know, panic buying over all these things. So it's basically allowing people to manage all that so we can, as a collective, be ready for when that occurs. I mean, there might still be fear, but we are able to manage, you know, our beliefs and our emotions to such a point that we'll be able to manage that event. So it's all in preparation. It's all a move to oneness and it's something that we chose to show us how powerful we are. Yeah. So, okay. We'll, we'll talk about this, this event, the virus, and then we'll talk about the future things coming up and the past things, you know, you could say that nine 11 was an event like that. And then, then the financial meltdown was an event and then uh, Bush being elected and then natural disasters. What's interesting to me is living in Florida, this feels very much like a hurricane. It's, we know it's coming and we don't know if it's going to stay on course. We don't know what the course is, right? So you're living in Florida, you know, there's a hurricane out there. And so people panic by generators and gasoline and plywood uh-huh. and, and prepare everything. And then most of the time, nothing happens. Maybe it's a little breezy. Maybe the electric goes out for a day and that's it. Uh, very rarely, I mean... Sometimes, you know, one time there was a little damage, but hardly any damage happens. Uh, Andrew was the only big hurricane near us that had a lot of damage. And of course, Katrina and things like that um, are big damage. But we see that it blows over. We get back on with our lives and we go on to the next thing. And that every time, like Katrina is a good example of, of, you know, really losing everything. And then people rallying around to help do all kinds of things in the aftermath to support people. But mm. the reliance on government is always seems to be failing you, you know, because here we're not meant, I don't think, to rely on a government to take care of us. And we're, people are putting a lot of energy and fear in the government, thinking the government has way more power than it does. And so you know, here you have a Trump situation and, and here you have someone who's completely inept at this job and it doesn't change anything, you know. 
You can mm. criticize them all you want, but really that office doesn't have that much power. And it doesn't affect our daily lives. Here we are living in our houses. The sun is shining. You know, we have electricity, we have internet, we have food and water and that sort of thing. So we're fine. And it's interesting to say, okay, there's a lot of fear out there, but that's in the future. In the present moment, in this moment, everything is great. And you can really enjoy what you have without, you know, succumbing to all this fear. So there's also a coincidence with all these channels like you and me coming forward and our ability to broadcast this message worldwide that finds the people find, you know, however they find it. And they are the ones who are finding this message now really are the light workers who, who will be, you know, seeing this from a higher perspective and, and looking forward to what's to come because all of this is good. It's just, mm -hmm. if you're looking at it from a limited perspective and you say, oh, something bad could happen to me, well, then you're going to feel fear and you're going to have urges to fix problems and change conditions. But if you can say, oh, this is a collective movement from fear to love, from individuality to oneness, and, it's, and we're here on purpose and we have everything we need to go through this. And so the work that we're all doing in the boot camp and the work you're all doing with your people, it's like, it's like we are preparing them to see it from a higher perspective. So then when these things happen, that we'll be able to go through. Mm -hmm. So my thing is that the virus itself isn't going to affect us that much. It's going to be like a little, you know, slight hurricane that blows by. And for most of us, we will recover if it even affects us whatsoever. And then the next thing is the economy. Okay. So here I expect that maybe 20, 30% of people will not have their jobs. Those people who don't have their jobs are those people who really don't care about those jobs anyway. You know, they're, they're, they were just doing things to scratch out a, a living to survive. And they weren't really focused on their passions and interests. So they were in this priority of what am I really doing with my life making, you know, trading my time for money. Is this really necessary? We're going to see a whole big shift in that idea too. Yeah. I was at a Walmart the other day and, and there's a bunch, you know, we're in the small section where you can self checkout and there's just rows and rows and rows of cashiers and the lady in the, in the self checkout is going, all those people are going to be gone. And within a few months, it's all going to be self checkout. There won't be any cashiers. And so someone might say, Oh, that's horrible that there, all these people will lose their jobs. But if you think mm -hmm. about it, this isn't really a thing that a human should do. This is a thing a machine should do. And let's elevate our humanity to do things that you're passionate and interested in and, and not just trying to change and try, you know, trying to change trade time for money. Uh, you know, so if we can really focus on really what our power is and why we came here and who we really are and the limitless nature of all of this, you know, there are going to be people, most people will be living in fear, but those of us who are understanding things from a higher perspective will be the ones leading them or helping them move forward. And that's part of our role as being a light worker. You know, the beings of the light say that everything in our life has been preparing us for this moment. Exactly. You know, so we've been doing the work, addressing our vibration, addressing our fears, our limiting beliefs, 
So at a time like this, what's occurring now is we are able to maintain our alignment. We are able to be tapping into our inner guidance to assist others, to, you know, show the light for others because everyone is just as advanced, just not everyone chose to remember who they are. They're all playing different roles. So we chose the role of, you know, shining a light for others to be that example. So this is why as well many light workers, a lot of um, inspiration and guidance is being, you know, shown to them at the moment. A lot of people's abilities are being turned on at the moment. It's because, you know, I guess from a higher perspective, that's why we're here. We chose to be here to assist in this transition from fear to love. And this just shows us how advanced we are. Not just people who are, you know, light workers, but everyone here that just playing a different role. So another interesting thing is um, a lot of people that are sensitive, we have done our, most of us have done our internal work, but what this is doing, it's basically triggering even like belief systems that didn't even really bother us before. So it could be something very, very small, right? So even that is being drawn to the surface. And um, those of you who are extra sensitive, can actually plug, because we're obviously plugged into collective consciousness, right? Some people can actually feel, you know, the shift in the whole collective. But, you know, the beings of light say, if you're one of those people, then that's perfect. Don't have to suffer through it. It's about acceptance, knowing that it is for you, know that it is a purge and for that, by doing that, you allow more light into yourselves. You allow yourself to be more aligned to who you are. And you are actually assisting the collective. So we are all connected. So as we do our work, we are actually assisting others as well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because what we're really seeing is the collapse of institutions that were propped up by a belief system that wasn't valid education, schools, government, finance systems, um, even things like insurance, that what, one thing about a, interesting about a hurricane is a lot of times a hurricane would come through and people would try and claim insurance and the insurance company would go bankrupt. They're just out, you know. It's mm-hmm. like if there's such a demand. Health insurance, I feel, is going to be a very similar thing. The people will be hospitalized, They'll have all these bills going to insurance companies and insurance companies can't possibly pay them, you know, all at the same time, whatever they're for. Now, also, we are inherently bad at math. And so we're putting emphasis on something here that if you compare it to malaria or hunger is really nothing, you know. It's so interesting how that if we had taken you know, the flu, for instance, and reported every flu case and every person who died as a complication of normal seasonal flu, we'd all be in fear as well. If we did the same thing with malaria, if this was happening in America, for sure, if we counted all the malaria numbers or all the people that are starving to death, you know, all these things that are ongoing or car accidents or, you know, things like that that happen all the time, but Mm -hmm. because it is novel, it's perfectly, I mean, this, this, the way this virus is, is perfectly suited. You can see it for this global transformation. It's just deadly enough that it, that it causes enough fear. It's just contagious enough that it's spreading rapidly without, you know, with that, whatever it is happening. And, and there's a lot of people who don't believe there's a virus and don't believe 
that this is a thing, which is, you know, I can't really wrap my head around that yet, but uh, I just had the Biggleson uh, brothers on yesterday and they were talking about this idea called the terrain theory that was popular before Pasteur came up with the germ theory to which Pasteur realized later in life that, that that theory was entirely correct. And the terrain theory says that there are germs coming and going in your body all the time. You have uh, this, you know, obviously bacteria in your body. You have cancer in your body. You have all these things in your body all the time. And they activate when the terrain isn't healthy, you know. And it's part of the decom you know, decomposing process or part of a, uh, a system that helps the immune system rebound or get stronger or whatever. So there's a lot of stuff we do not know. We don't have the right numbers. And that's good because it's because it's allowing people to, you know, say, okay, I will stay home or okay, I will obey this idea. You know, I will be, obey this directive or I will wear this mask or I will wash my hands and all that stuff, which is fine. I'm not saying, you know, it's just that we don't really know what's going on exactly. But from yeah. Joshua's perspective and from the, the, the beings of the light perspective is that there's a soul contract there. And those who are contracting this and dying from it, that's part of their plan, right? Yeah. And um, it's another it's another good note that, um, you know, the beings of light do say that this is a manifestation of fear programming. So it depends how you want to look at it. Do you want to look at, look at it in a perspective of the illusion or do you want to see in a perspective of what's really truly going on? There are many stories in the illusion about why this is happening, but I think those of you, you know, watching this or listening to this know that there are higher perspectives to this. And, you know, <clears throat> everything does happen for us. And it's, you know, it's just one step at a time. It is making us all come together in oneness. And um, this, you know, this purge we are going through, it's, you know, um, most of us don't feel fear in relation to the virus. But, you know, right. it, it is triggering. It is triggering a lot of people in many different ways. It could be just annoyance. It could be just yeah. judgment. Yeah. Yeah. with other people could be judgment on the hysteria i know you know i admittedly was yes. like judging like i read to the shops like why can't i get any toilet paper like that's a judgment so <laughs> right. even little right. things like that that we don't actually look at yeah. it's it's make it's making us alerted to the fact that we have a limiting belief that we have a judgment so it, that's what it is it is just literally it's, it's a perch and it is for us and for soul contracts you know, the beings of light say that those people who do get it, who then transition from it, it is part of their soul contracts. And a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to deal with, like, a lot of people feel quite sad and quite hopeless because of this. I mean, you might not, we, we might not feel like this, but there are people that do feel like. So if you're one of those people who feel very deeply for these people that, like, suffer in our perception of illusion, beings of light say then you can, you know, thank them, you know, show gratitude to these people because what they are doing, they are actually playing the role for us. So before coming here onto earth, they chose to transition this earth in this way to assist in this collective because, and it, you know, the beings of light say it takes a very advanced being to choose such a contract because they knew by their, for them passing in such a way, 
it'll instigate this movement from fear to love. Right. So if you don't know how to deal with this, then you can, you can just, of course, practice acceptance because that helps to let go of the resistance and also to practice gratitude and thank them for their role. And that's another another little thing you can do to, to let go of that attachment to what is occurring in that way. And the same thing is true in school shootings, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Terrorist attacks, yeah. all these different events that's like inst- that's um, triggering fear within us. Right. But the but those involved, that was for their experience and their contract, and they chose to do it to help bring love into whatever area that was, whether it's schools or the gay community as in the nightclub bombing in Orlando, that sort of thing. So this is just a worldwide event because all the ones, other ones were more local events. Here we, for the first time, I think we have a really a worldwide event where we can see, we can have empathy for people in China, Italy, Iran, um, you know, New York as well. And, you know, and say, okay, you know, from a love-based perspective, we are sending out love to those areas. And from a fear-based perspective, you're always worrying about how can I protect myself? And that's what leads to panic buying and to more fear, right? And so we want to think about what can we do to assist others? Well, we'll have this podcast. We'll post stuff on Facebook. We'll 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 share other things. I, my Facebook is full of funny memes and people being grateful for what they can do. It's amazing. You know, there's not a lot of fear in my Facebook group of people, but I can imagine there is in other, other places, especially the media. And mm-hmm. I'm just seeing stories of not very much news, but stories of individual, you know, this person died and their family couldn't be with them or they were on the phone right before they died. You know, really things meant to, you know, capture your attention and make you feel more fear. Uh, I just saw a, um, uh, someone sent a video of a citizen reporter who had gone up to a ambulance driver in this hospital where it was reported that they had 100 cases or something. And so he was interviewing the ambulance driver and says, how many cases have you seen? And he's like, I don't know. And it says, well, was it two or 100? And he's like, I guess there was three. And, and he said, okay, were they confirmed cases of this or was it possibly something else? And he said, I don't know what it was. you know. And so it's like, we just don't have enough information, but we're taking from the media and inferring things from what they say, believing it's true, this is another institution that is going through a transition, and it may not be true. You know, so you have to take these things with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting as well is that I think, I don't know, from what I can see, stuff that I've saw on the news is that, like, for instance, every country is experiencing this differently. Like, um, I know in America, for instance, the little bits that we've seen you know, there's a lot of how the governments are dealing with it. It's, it's and, the, and I guess you guys have a different media system as well. And um, in Australia, it might be a little bit different. And another thing with sold contracts is that we chose the country of birth for right. a reason. Yep. And, and I don't know about America, but for instance, in Australia, 
a lot of our media's actually, it, there was a lot of fear-based stuff in the beginning. I mean, I'm able to manage my vibration. So watching the news for me doesn't really affect, doesn't affect me. I mean, yeah. at the start, but then now it's, now I can manage, that's fine. Yeah. But it's, in our in our um, media, there's a lot of positive stories being shown. Actually, our very own government is actually trying to be very very positive, and like the whole government is shifting. For instance, in Australia, for the better. Like for instance, just yesterday, I was telling you before the podcast that. As of yesterday, all childcare in Australia is now free. So people can now work and they're doing all this stuff to economy. There's pandemic leave. You can take extended annual leave at half price. All these things to our, to, to allow the economy to still continue. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of positive shifts actually with our government. I'm really surprised because we're like, you know, um, our government is liberal. So it's a right winged party. Um, but it's the way it's acting. It's a very left approach. So I'm like, wow, it's, everything is shifting. So yeah. I'm seeing a lot of stories on the media. Like uh, I saw just, I think it was this morning, I saw um, in the UK that, you know, I think it happened all around the world or in America, it was America or just UK, there was a nurse coming home and everyone's like uh. clapping. There was someone <laughs> playing the bagpipes and just me watching it. I had some tears of like lo- overwhelming love. I was like, wow, yeah. look at, and you see examples like in Italy and all yep. over the world, you know, um, even Australia did this as well, where people go on the balconies and singing and, and everyone's like coming together. And it's like, you can actually see, I don't know about in America what the media is like, but in Australia anyway, we've been able to see stories of like everyone actually like proof that we are coming together. Yeah. So, you know, you can already see this positive, you know, um, positive change and the one that's already taken effect. Yeah, we say that a lot of gratitude towards people working in stores, grocery delivery mm. people, they're like they're like the first responders, like the firemen in 9-11, you know, and people are like very appreciative of, the, of them coming to work and being there and having things available for us. Yeah, the, the Italian singing from the balcony was awesome. You know. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I don't know if you guys Google like this, this very recent one, and the nurse was in their back in their um in front yard, and this guy came out on the street with the bagpipes, and everyone was clapping, and she's like crying. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Just, there were so many um beautiful stories, you know. So. Yeah. That's another good thing to get through this is that there were a lot of positive stories that was going on and this is giving us proof that we are becoming more connected in oneness. In our yeah, conscious awareness, yeah. already been one, but, you know, this is actually forcing a lot of people to stop because a lot of the times we're, like, too busy to connect, too busy to do the things we want to do. So because of this, it's actually making us stop, go inwards and connect with one yeah. another. In Joshua's perspective, it's, it's what you thought was important in your old life is really meaningless, you know, and the struggle for achievement or to look good or to seem successful or even to participate in what you thought was successful. I've been having a lot of very interesting dreams lately where I'm getting a lot of guidance in my sleep dreams, which I've never really realized this before. But one of them was me playing golf with my friends like I used to do all the time. And And I'm in this fancy country club, golf costs $200. And I'm tipping the valet guy. I'm tipping the cart guy. And those guys are looking at me as if I'm successful and one day they'll be in my place. And then I go to dinner with my wife. We go to to a nice restaurant, have another $200 dinner, tipping the valet there. This is all my dream. 
tipping the waiter. And those two people are looking up to us like we've made it, right? But all I'm doing is playing golf and going to dinner and eating. It's not, that's, that was, in my interpretation, my reward for being successful. But what kind of reward is that? It's just, I'm not saying it's not fun once in a while, but that's what we were aspiring to, you know? One day I'll get to play golf in a country club. One day I'll get to go to a nice restaurant. It's such bullshit, you know? Leave all yeah. that shit behind. What, what I am experiencing right now in my beautiful house in North Carolina with Tracy, with our friends who we're talking to, with friends all over the world, doing the work that we're doing, my God, there's nothing more satisfying than that. We're making dinner and posting videos and, and photos of our dinners. And we have people over on Sunday for dinner. Um, you know, they're self-quarantining there. We're self-quarantining there. We don't interact with any older people. So we were like, just come over, you know. And, and we're not, we're, we're like sort of now really realizing this is how life should be lived, you know. And I hope other people will follow this idea too. To, but we're so ingrained in the traditional Western ideals of success. You know, shopping, nice clothes, nice cars, nice expensive houses, vacations. All of that is really a distraction from who we really are. And now we're coming together at a core. And I think that because of this, the economy is going to be really screwed up for a little while which will allow us to, you know, pay attention to what we're spending money on, that we don't need to, to be excessive in any of this stuff. You know, I was getting packages from Amazon almost daily that I didn't even know what it was. It was almost like a surprise because we were ordering so much to fix up the house and get stuff that it was, just, oh, we got this, oh, we got this. And now I look at it and go, boy, that was just a bunch of excess stuff that was not really needed. And, um, you know, now I'm really focusing on what is really needed now. I know. And, and gratitude. I mean, <clears throat> most of us do practice gratitude, but it feels like now it's been amped up just more, you know, like we might be gratitude for a lot of things, but because we're not as attached to as material things anymore, we're forced not to because we're stuck inside. Like who needs fancy clothes or fancy bags when you can't go out? You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's like, what's the point? And, um, it, you know, I don't, it depends where you live, of course, but there's always things to be grateful for, you know. Like I know with us, in Australia anyway, we're still allowed to go outside for exercising. <laughs> so that's also helped a lot of people to, to take care of their mental health because in Australia there's a big importance of taking care of your mental health and exercising is one of those things and it helps with your vibration. And um, I'm, very gra I'm very grateful and lucky that, you know, I actually live at the beach so, you know, I mean, where I, where I live with my husband, it's a very like a small space, but because we have the view of the beach, it's okay, you know, so, yeah. you know, going for walks on the beach, like along the beach and, and just, you know, just enjoying the nature. It's, it's amazing. And that's one more thing as well that you can do. I know, I don't know, depending on the country you're in, maybe you're not allowed to even go outside. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, the beings of the light say that connecting to nature any way you can is another form of helping your vibration. And they say even if you can't go outside your apartment, you, if you have a, you know, a backyard, if you have a veranda, even if you have a window, you know, you can open that and connect and, and feel the air and the sun on your skin. And it's actually allowing us to connect more and in more creative ways than maybe we didn't perceive before. Yeah. So all the assistance is there, not just um, between our humans, 
but you know, guides and supporters, gay are, and it's all, it's all there for us. We, we do have the assistance there. Yeah. Um, the Biggelsons were talking about the terrain. And so the terrain is your external environment, your internal environment, and your, your emotional environment. So they all work together. And so they were saying it's really this lockdown isn't conducive because you need to be out in your environment, outdoors mm. and breathing fresh air and exercising and, and uh, you know, really getting the body moving. And then they were saying that what you eat really is about 2% of it. It's not that important. It's all individual. But the fear that you're feeling, especially around what you're eating too, contributes to the susceptibility of the inner terrain. And then mm. the way you feel about yourself and your fears for the future and your worries and all that stuff is also diminishing the vitality of your terrain. So processing limiting beliefs, exercising, uh, and then, you know, making sure that you're not doing anything that's not, that's harmful to the body. That will, from their perspective, say, this will enable you to be all disease-free, whatever it is. Um, and it's, it's so much, you know, Joshua talks about this all the time, but that emotional fear and conflict that you're going through all the time, you're not letting these things go, you're, you're putting up with situations that, that to you is, you know, horrible. This contributes to the disease because it's dis-ease, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So now we're on to this portion here where I've been hearing now from, I would say, four sources, not Joshua, because I'm not personally interested in it at all, that this is leading to aliens. Mm-hmm. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Astrid mentioned something about it. Someone because, else. you know, I am a channel of aliens. Yeah. So, oh, oh, I think you're just breaking up. Go ahead. Yep, you're back. Oh, there you are. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a channel of aliens. I channel many different beings. So, they're all loving. They're all assisting us. So, you know, there are many channels out there who also channel extraterrestrials. And, you know, it's also helping a lot of light workers. And they've been preparing us for this point of time. Now, they, they discussed that, you know, even though a lot of people know of their existence, even though people have had contact in many different ways, our governments know of their existence, the collective doesn't know overtly of their existence because it will create more fear. And this is why the, the government has controlled, you know, um, our awareness of them. But it's all happening for us, right? Because just look at what this is occurring to us, you know, like people are panic buying. There is, a, especially at the start, there was a lot of hysteria. I mean, I, I can see that it's calmed down a lot. Yeah. But at the, the start, there was. So for them to be known to us in an overt way, on like on a large scale that is, there would have been a similar hysteria. So, you know, the beings of the light, and I did a whole session with the Palladians on this. And... It's actually preparing us for this. It's actually part of a collective contracts. And I actually say with every single civilization, both here and elsewhere, this is a part of the oneness journey. So it's first for the human collective to come together in oneness. So that's the first stage, right, as our collective contracts. But we weren't ready to meet, you know, our galactic friends. 
uh, prior to this point on wide scale because we weren't ready as the collective individuals we're ready but not on a large scale so this is preparing us for that meeting because what's going to occur when it happens is going to be a lot of questions especially people who are attached to beliefs around you know religion who we are we're not alone in the universe and by knowing a virtue of their existence is actually going to instigate another wave of expansion of oneness, not oneness just with, you know, our human brothers and sisters because we are one, but it's the knowing that we are also one with other beings, not of this world. So you can see how it's been in stages. We weren't actually ready for it prior to this point. I mean, there are a lot of people who may be angry at the government, you know, not not um, making this known to us, but we weren't ready for it as a collective right. until now. This is in preparation for it. And not just me, but there are a lot of channels who are also saying the same thing, that it's preparing us for this meeting. It's actually going to happen. And I mean, some people say that, some channels say that, you know, not everyone may be seen overtly but um, it's going to be known in the collective of their existence. So, and this is why the light workers are being prepared because we've been able to maintain our alignment to such a point that when people, you know, maybe have some fear in relations to this, we'll be able to assist them in relations to our guidance. We'll be able to say it's okay, they're here to assist us in love and we'll be guided to assist the collective in another transition. So it's basically waves of expansion. This is one more wave of moving into oneness dimensions. We are already one, but because beings of the light say, we are still attached to duality consciousness. And this is why I know Joshua says that even though we work on our frequency, our vibration and our beliefs, there's still always a little bit of fear, but that's because of duality systems. And we as a collective have chosen to move through that into more oneness dimensions to let go of that attachment. So once we go through this phase, um, and they haven't put a date on it. They just said, when we finish this phase, right, because, of course, there's no such thing as time. It's linear. It all depends on us. And it depends basically what they say is that this virus, the Palladians actually said this, the virus is going to stay as long as we attach to the fear as a collective. Right. If we are able to let go of this fear and control, then the virus has done its job. There's no need for the virus. So it's actually helping us through this phase. And it's something that we actually chose. So I know there's a lot of people, you know, that's caught up maybe in the stories within the illusion, like this is happening to us and, you know, people are out to get us. And I don't know if you've heard kind of stories like that. Um, mm -hmm. There are a lot in spiritual communities at the moment. But this is part of the illusion. So by now, those of you watching this, you do know of higher perspectives here. So it's all happening for us and that we chose. So as you move through this um, dimension, this, this expansion, once we get over this stage, we'll be ready for the next stage of our human evolution, which is then knowing that we are not only one with each other, but one with other beings. So, you know, that's a, it's a very exciting time. Yeah. Um, we might not, some of us may not feel it at this moment, but what's going to happen after we finish this phase is, you know, the world's going to be forever changed, but our collect, our consciousness will shift to such a point that everyone will be living more in a state of love in alignment of who they truly are. Yeah. People yeah. that have chosen not to experience this, then they will choose not to. Um, not to stay in this world and they will choose to transition because I know um, Joshua says this too, that everyone chooses the way they're going to die, the way they transition. And we always have the choice. And when we say, you know, soul contracts or Joshua says pre-birth intentions, 
they're not like set in stone either, but it's, 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 it's how we have a choice on how we express them by choosing fear or love as we go through our journey. But um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's very interesting. And um, to be honest, like I'm looking forward to it when that happens, because you would think like, even though I channel, even though like I channel uh, galactic beings and a lot of people know of their assistance, imagine if one was standing in front of you. I mean, <laughs> even if you don't have fear, I'm sure you would have some shock. Even like, I don't know, even for me, I mean, I've been able, because of my abilities and my senses, uh, you know, I channel them. I've been able to see a visual representation of them. Sometimes I see, you know, a visual representation of them like externally to me. So it looks like they're standing in my room, but know that these beings are multidimensional and um, some of them may not have bodies. Some of them may just be energy, but they are going to assist us and connect with us. That matches our belief system. So, um, you know, they're all loving. There's no aliens out to get us. I mean, there's a lot of stories in our galactic history about how the human race was created and everything like that. I know the beings, beings of light have talked about this, that, you know, we're all actually aspects of aliens as well, actually. But um, at the moment, they're all here assisting us because what's happening now on Earth is not just affecting the human collective. It's actually rippling out, affecting all of the planets and all the universes and all that is. This is why there are so many beings observing humans right now and assisting us, you know. So we are really truly not alone, not just our, you know, what our guides and supporters that, you know, you may attribute to like angels and masters, you know, but there's also galactic beings. And um, and guess what? Because we're multidimensional, you are living your life here as a human, but you are also most likely living a life as an alien on another planet at the same time because you're multidimensional. So this is going to assist us to really expand our minds that we are truly not alone in the universe. Right. And that far more is possible. And that we are far less limited than we think. But the fear is what keeps us limited. And we, I mean, we are, all of us, me included, are programmed. And that fear is part of that programming. And judgment just happens, you know. And fear happens and takes us out of the present moment. And we really need to do this work to process our limiting beliefs so that the fear won't be so intense because, you know, if you understand that you're an eternal being and that this is, a, you know, a playground to explore who you truly are and that you'll transition and you'll transition back to home, your non-physical home. And this is just an experience, one of lots and lots and lots of them. And there's nothing you need to get done, but what your pre-birth intention of your soul's contract was to come here and to explore something in a more specific way to move from fear to love. <clears throat> and those of us who are, oops, I just coughed. I'm afraid of coughing now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I sneezed in the grocery store today. And I'm like, oh my God, it was so loud. <laughs> Did you have all the looks like? <laughs> no, there's likely no one in that aisle. No one wants to go down the aisle with anyone else. <laughs> so I'm sure they were looking around. I didn't see anyone. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I was giving somebody else a manifestation event, but yeah, but yeah, you know, but it's like, if you, I remember prophecies when I was younger, it's that, that in the two thousands, there's going to be all these things happening. And those who are aware of the higher perspective of it will easily go through it. 
but those who are in fear will be feared out of their minds with fear. You know, they will be in such deep fear. And it's, it's, it's like you'll either be in one vibration or the other one. And so I find myself now in this community of Joshua and the friends that I have who are all, you know, supporting each other and who are all highly aware and maybe you could say awakened, but are open to the higher perspective. And there's no fear. There's none, no fear around any of us, even my neighbors who are older, they don't have any fear. North Carolina is way more laid back. There's no, just no fear here. It's just an amazing thing. And you would think people would be freaking out, but in my experience, my reality, nobody really is. It's like we're going through this day by day with fun and joy and ease and, you know, and exploring new things that we're doing. Uh, and then occasionally you'll see someone popping up with fear. You know, like we'll be talking about a conspiracy theory or mm-hmm, yeah. worried about Zoom not being secure or something like this, you know. And it's like, okay, just remember, those are based on limiting beliefs. Nothing is happening to you. And if something happens as a result of these things, it's going to be for you. And if you just live like that, now, a lot of people say, well, that's just an irresponsible way to live. Well, that's the transition. We're going from the old approach to life of control to the new approach to life where we acquiesce all control to the universe, and we navigate our way downstream, paying attention to the view along the way and picking out what's interesting and enjoyable to us so that we can discover who we are so that our talents and attributes come forward. So we go through a worldwide virus, and that prepares us for the next thing. We go through that, that prepares us for the next thing. Then we, oops, then we, uh, we, get less attached to the institutions. We get more aware of, of what's important, our bodies, our relationships, and our passions and interests. And we just start living more and more in the moment because we don't know what's coming, nor do we want to know or need to know. You know? And yeah. we can start giving up the need to protect ourselves because that's all just based in fear. And it'll only come to you, that desire to protect yourself will only come to you if you're feeling fear if you're living in fear. And that's how you know, because you'll say, I gotta go get toilet paper for myself because it might run out, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, I'm gonna store, do you guys next door need toilet paper? Do you need anything? We're going over there, we'll pick it up for you. Or my neighbors came over, they have chickens, here's a dozen eggs. You know, they're, we're thinking about each other now. That's the oneness personified, yes. yeah. And exactly about raising our frequencies, about staying in the present moment. And I know Joshua talks about it, being the light talk about it. A lot of spiritual teachers and leaders all around the world talk about being in the present moment. The beings of light also say that, you know, being in the present moment is not just putting your focus in the now. It's actually a dimensional portal to the powerful being that you are. Right. And by living in the present moment, you align to the highest frequency version of who you are because if you're living in the past, in the future, worrying about what's going to happen, what things have happened, you're vibrating at, in a dimensional way that's, um, we would say, not at a, at a high rate than what you are now yeah. in the present moment. And it's actually by living in the present moment where, like you said, you don't experience fear because it's then when you can actually process because a lot of these times, if we're not in the present moment, all these annoyances and judgments that's attached to duality consciousness, we might not be aware of it. But if you live in the present moment, you then become aware of it and you can process it. 
And as you do that, you raise your frequency and, you know, the beings of light call um, our spiritual mainframe as a divine blueprint. So as you raise our frequency in accordance to divine time, of course, in our soul contracts, we then unlock this divine blueprint to allow abilities to come to the surface, to our awareness. And this is why so many light workers at the moment, all these abilities seem to be being switched on all of a sudden. And, it, it, and I'm not saying like right in the last like few weeks, but in the last say few few months, few yeah. years, because it's preparing us for this. And, yeah. um, you know, and also by being in the present moment, you can actually, you know, that's where your guidance comes from. By being in the present moment, this is where you receive the inspiration and the guidance, right? So instead of like, oh, no, I have to buy toilet paper, like you said, this is where you get the inspiration and guidance to say, okay, I'm going to see who else wants toilet paper. I'm going to reach out to a friend or a family member. I've got to see how they are. So it's not about, you know, even though you dress your frequency, you are actually assisting the collective, actually, when you work on your frequency, your vibration, you are assisting the whole collective consciousness because we are all connected in that point, but also because then you receive guidance to reach out to others in ways that are unique to you that will further assist in the oneness movement. Yeah. And what I've noticed was interesting. Um, when I started channeling in 2013, it, how it just came to me, I researched how many other channels there were, and I only realized, I only knew at the time Esther and then Seth you know, Jane Roberts. And then I started looking around, there's more and more and more, and they all seem to be coming at this time. Mm -hmm. And as we do the boot camps and we do the one-on-one programs, Astrid came from the one-on-one, you know, all these other people are starting to channel. And it's like, everything is getting switched on or they're doing a podcast or they're doing, you know, uh, spiritual writing or automatic writing and all these different things coming out and all these different inspirations and ideas are blowing up as they just start to do some work, you know, and I would say if anyone out there is wanting to start to do some work, start by meditating every day. This will really help you prepare. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of activators and this is what a light worker is. And I know with you, Gary, I mean, I mean, I didn't do your programs, but I, you know, I found the teachings of Joshua, um, the very first episode, the premiere episode on Law of Attraction Roundtable. I don't know how many years ago that was. Yeah, like <laughs> but I, came, I came across it that same week. You only had that one episode released. And this is what the light workers do. And by, by, you, by me, you know, I already had abilities all my life, but it wasn't to the point of what they are now. And what you find in the light worker community is that. We are activating each other. So I know you activated a lot of channels. You activated, you assisted in my activating. I mean, I also had other people, but by me listening, for instance, to to the roundtable, before it even went live, I it kind of activated further my abilities. So it's we're all assisting each other. So if you have found us, it's for a reason. So it's like all the light workers all around the world are coming together and activating each other to to provide to allow us to remember our purpose you know our calling so you know this is why you find as well all our soul families are now starting to come together starting to remember who they are what's really interesting too is that inspiration to start the podcast and then to start doing joshua live podcast uh this podcast on one of the charts in one of the countries, 
was number five of all podcasts in that country. And number four was Oprah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's it's amazing. Like, it's like, who would have thought that all of this coming together here, that, that people are, are, you know, with all the programming that says that channeling is crazy or, or law of attraction doesn't work or, you know, you're just woo-woo, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And that's 10 years ago. That was way more prevalent than it is today. Today, people are saying, hold on, there's something to this. There's some, there's an, there is something I'm interested in here. Why am I being drawn to this? And there's a reason you're being drawn to this, or there's a reason you're listening to this now, is because you're a light worker. And even that term light worker, which I haven't used in the past until this year or last year, is Joshua wrote that word in the boot camp and said that the light workers are coming forward. And the light workers are simply to light up other people by turning their light on. Right. Exactly. And that's what it is. And I had this vision of a power plant with the power lines going out from it. And so the power grids were going out and there was like, you know, just like a beam of light. And then it was leaking up to these hubs and then the hubs, it would just go out from the hubs. So all of these people, you and me and Astrid and David Strickle and Roxanne and all these people are these hubs shooting it out. And then eventually the hub will come along and there'll be little points of light along the, the power line, right? And those are all the individual light workers. And the, each light worker will be lighting up other light workers till eventually there'll be one light worker for every one person. That, that ratio. And then that's when the shift occurs, when it's a 50-50 shift is that the light worker can now work with one person across the street or whatever, you know, that real close contact. And so we're mm -hmm. in that spreading out faith. And then I also had the vision of building these alliances between all of us who are in this collective spiritual teaching thing, whether it's you or it's um, Melissa Monte or Joni Lerner who have podcasts and who are talking about spiritual things, bringing them in, you know, and celebrating them and helping them build their, and, and them helping me too, build this even greater. We're working together for all this. I, you know, it's like 20 years ago, you know, you would never, everyone's like, this is my thing. I want to protect my thing. Yes, and yes. Now it's like in 2020, you see so much collaboration going on between all of us. We don't need to protect our following. We want, I want to help grow yours. I want to help grow Astrid's. I want to help grow everyone's, right? Because we're all in this together. And this is why we're here. And that fear that says, no, you have to protect yourself and maintain your own audience and that stuff, that is just based in fear. The oneness idea is that we're all working together, all of us. Those of you who are listening to this, you and me, all of our friends, it's like, this is why we're here. And we gain the power by working together. So, all right. On that note, how can everyone find you? All right. So all the information about me and my work 
is on beingsofthelight.com. There you'll find links to my YouTube channel, podcast channel. I invite you to join my Facebook community, Beings of the Light with Kimberly Community. We also have a Facebook page. Also, I just launched a new podcast actually yesterday called Mystical Musings with Friends. So go on the um, Facebook, my Facebook page or community and find details to that. That's also on Podbean and that's just um, a, a different form. Instead of live channeling, I'm just having chats like I'm doing now with Gary. So um, you can find all the information there in my Facebook community and my website. Great. And I'll be on that podcast soon. Yes. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So... This will be released sometime in the middle of April. And on May 11th, we're starting boot camp number nine. Uh, this is going to be a radically different boot camp, I think. There's something special about this boot camp number nine happening. And we've, it's really interesting how everything's progressed from all the boot camps we've had. We're on middle of number eight right now. And number eight is like so unbelievably powerful. And the people who are in this, there's 83 people in boot camp number eight now are just like, just, just like getting so much. It's like they're, they're banding together. Their coaches are like creating these relationships. We've gotten things down to where it's almost perfection now. And this is my eighth boot camp, and I'm seeing how just perfect every single word of this boot camp is. You know, when you, it's funny how when you channel something, you think, okay, well, it's just coming out haphazard. But the perfection is, is obviously apparent in all the books. And the perfection of this boot camp is so amazing. And it's really helping everyone come to turn on their light and to see, turn on their blueprint. It's unlocking the blueprint. And so, so many people are becoming channels, they're starting podcasts, they're writing blogs, they're realizing that uh, that profession that they had could be done differently. They're elevating where they are. They're realizing their journey has led them here. And of course, everyone, the whole purpose of it is to process limiting beliefs. So they're going through a lot of manifestation events as we go through it. But it's so rewarding at this point, but it takes, you know, the, the thing about the boot camp is once you're in, you're in for life. So you take it over and over again. And so now here I am, 14 months of doing it, and I'm seeing stuff so clearly and it's really helping me progress to where I am. If you thought about me in, in uh, when this bootcamp was channeled in November of 2018, I was a student of Joshua like everyone else. When the bootcamp comes out, it reveals your soul's purpose at the very end of it. And my soul's purpose was to become a spiritual leader and teacher. That never occurred to me before then. I was always a student. And so I stepped into that role of spiritual leader and teacher and have been on other podcasts and have you know, got on the cover of uh, Law of Attraction magazine, went to, to Europe and met all the people there. It's just like all these different things are happening. I had this big event here in October. And it's like I had to become this person. So it's like my next phase of my blueprint was unlocked during this boot camp. And, oh, my God, it's just crazy to see how much has happened in the year to now. And now here I am in the midst of this lockdown and I'm feeling more joy and more optimism and more fun than ever before in my life. It's like, that doesn't make any sense because I am on such a different wavelength, you know, now. So it's very exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. You have no idea when these uh, aliens are going to show up? (laughs) Well, there's been different, um, 
different channels have been putting different time frames on it. 2035? <laughs> I heard 2035. I, I, I haven't got any specific dates on my end because time is an illusion. It actually depends on us. Uh, of course, Joshua would actually, say that. It actually depends on us as a collective. It, this virus, this expansion event, it'll stay as long as we attach to the fear and the control. So if we, yep. as we, as a collective, releases the attachment to control and fear and manage our vibration to address our fears, as we move, it will allow us as a collective to move past this phase and that's when they'll show up. So, you know, it's basically up to us as a collective. So that's why there's no time, I guess, on it because it's up to the collective when we move past this phase. Awesome. Good. Well, we have yeah. a course. It's it's a free course. It's uh, How to Radically Alter Your Vibration in Seven Days by Processing Limiting Beliefs. If you would like that course, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you the course plus two meditations for free. So until next time, Thanks so much for being here. It was awesome. And I can't wait to be on your podcast. Yes. Thank okay. you. And thank you all for watching. Thank you for having me on. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you would like to support this show, the best thing you can do is subscribe, uh, especially on iTunes. Also, leave your comments and leave your ratings. And that will help us grow this community of people who are interested in law of attraction and the uh, mechanism of physical reality. It'll be cool to spread the word even further and you can help out by subscribing, leaving your comments and rating the show. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.